Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. But today, my friends, we're coming to the end of the year, and I want to bring up a statement that I uh, heard in a song somewhere. I think it goes something like, uh, there'll be time for accounting when the dealing's done. Well, guess what? Dealing's done. Year's over. Now you have to figure out what you did for yourself. What have you accomplished for yourself? Physically, emotionally, mentally, everything. You got to look back and say, what did I do? You need to take this look back before you make plans for next year. Because you need to think about what it was you excelled at and those items that you really let fall by the wayside. And so today, I just went to the internet and looked up something I could find to ask the question, you know, what did I learn from this year? Thought there might be some interesting stuff out there, and to my dismay, <laughs> there wasn't very much interesting stuff on the internet about what this year could teach us. So let's just sort of muddle through this today and see if we can come up with some ideas that make some sense. So I got this thing here. It says 2020, 50 important life lessons. And uh, I don't even know which website this is. Um, we can look that up later. But the bottom line is we'll get started here. It says, first one, number one, difficult times show us the real face of life and the real face of people. Difficult times do that. They actually do. You find out really quickly who the strong people are and who the weak people are. Uh, who the people are that get things done and the people that can't get things done unless somebody else does it for them. And if we look back this year, there were some real things that made some difference. And so let's talk about, first of all, in the apartment industry, the housing industry. Um, people don't have, the average person doesn't have very much money saved up. They're not financially secure. They're in a weak position in life. 
And one of the first things that I thought was going to be devastating to us was the fact that the government came in in multiple different ways and said that, hey, basically you can't evict tenants that don't pay. In other words, the government here is telling us that these people get to live in our properties for free. If they can't pay, we can't evict them. And the eviction is the only tool you have. You can't go and take their doors off. You can't take their locks off. You can't turn their air conditioner off. All these kinds of things got done back in the, the 30s and 40s. Uh, you know, when the landlords were slumlords and there was no laws, again, you know, about how to deal with tenants. But none of those things can be done. So when they take away your right to evict somebody who doesn't pay you, you they've basically taken away the right for you to do business. And in another way, what it tells you is that the government has the power to usurp your assets. I would never have thought that. To me, I always looked at real estate like this is the one asset they really just can't take away. I mean, they can destroy the stock market if they want to. They can change the value of the dollar if they want to. But I thought a physical asset, like a piece of real estate, could not be devalued in any way or could not be taken away from you. I mean, it's physically obvious. You have a deed to a property. You own it. You control it. But what they did was they circumvented everything. By just saying, we don't care if you own it, we're not going to take it from you. Although they did try to pass a law, and I don't know if you realize this, um, the little four group or whatever they're called, I don't even remember their names. Um, they tried to pass a law where you couldn't evict people. Secondly, you couldn't raise rent ever again. Thirdly, if you wanted to sell your property, you had to give the government first right of refusal to buy it so they could turn it into low-income housing. Well, you know what happens. The government's gonna place a, a value on everything as low as it can. And so basically, they could be devaluing your asset right in front of your eyes. Another way they devalue is just by telling the tenants they don't have to pay. Because the value of an apartment complex is based on its income. Well, if they tell the tenants they don't have to pay, and they don't pay, then you'll have no income. Wow. That's pretty devastating. So at the beginning of the year when we're seeing this stuff happen back in March, I think it was, when COVID started to happen, there were a lot of scared people. I mean, then we see who really steps up. Lynn Merle, my, my executive vice president of Lifestyles Unlimited, she spent hours and hours and hours of time studying every governmental rule and regulation and law that was put in place. And, di and dissecting it and or bringing it down to common knowledge for our members. Um, I can't tell you, I can't even begin to tell you how many thousands of pages of material she digested for us and brought it to us in a format that we could understand. Now, by the way, we have all that set up and she's already prepared with a basically the same thing, a review of what all the laws have changed to hit once we find out if the uh, Republicans are going to get voted in or out in Georgia, which gives the Senate to the Republicans or the Democrats. So we're going to have to, at this time, figure out how to exist in a socialist society and find out what they will and won't let us do. That's really what we're going to find out. 
But she's right there already on top of that topic and studying and ready to come out of the blocks with information on it. Um, my position is, first of all, back to this question, difficult times show us the face, the real face of people in life. The people in our group, let's call them the 95 percentile, 95% of the operators in our group not only survived, but they almost thrived. Some of them thrived in this period when they couldn't evict people. They came up with all kinds of ways to make their place the most attractive place to live, to help people figure out how to pay when they're going through tough times themselves. Uh, they worked with all kinds of things to make people more comfortable with the COVID experience and feel safer. And it was just amazing. And as I sat back and we watched this going on, um, we took ideas, and I was going to say stole ideas. We didn't really steal them. We just, we networked with each other. And when we taught each other what was working, this works at my place, this works at my place. And we shared those ideas over and over and over again until we got to where 95% of us were absolutely okay. In fact, it got to be where many, maybe 50% of us, actually started to thrive. We did better than what we've been doing. And I think the reality is, is that people, as they lost their jobs, had to find a place to live, and they would look for places that were COVID-friendly. And so if you were in front of the rest of the group with the ideas that we were sharing amongst our group, you had an edge on all the people out there that weren't COVID-friendly. And so we started filling up. And whereas in our apartment, I'm just going to use one of my apartments, a Class A apartment, which is really what we thought were going to take the, the brunt of the problem. In the Class A apartment, we just started saying to people, if you want to live here, you're going to pay a larger deposit. So if we can't evict you, we'll already have the money in the account to take care of you while you're still here type of a thing. And what that did was is that ran off the people that thought they were going to just move in and not pay. It scared them to death. They go, I don't want to go there. They're going to take all this money from me. And so they would leave. Only the good people would move in. And so at first, our occupancy went from about 92 to 91 to 90 to 89 to 88. Started going down a little bit. And said, okay, well, I understand that problem. That problem is we're charging too much. How do you, how do you mean we're charging too much? It's, it's the COVID is the problem. I go, no, 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 the COVID's not the problem we're charging too much. Well, how can you say that? He said, because if we were giving these rooms away free, they'd be full in five seconds, right? Yes. If we gave them away for 50 cents on the dollar, they'd be full in 10 seconds. There is a number at which we get down to that and we figure out what kind of a marketing ploy to use. This place will be full. We'll take a short break and come back with the Dell Moms Radio Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about life's lessons learned in 2020. We're discussing uh, the, the first one, which is difficult times show us the real face of life and people. And I was discussing just really the financial aspects that we went through as, as far as apartment owners, how difficult it became to try to operate our businesses. And yet, through working together, studying the situation, uh, trying, experimenting with different ways, we were able to turn the thing around. As we went to break, I was telling you that we saw our occupancy slip in our Class A apartment complex from 92 down to 89, 88, maybe at one point. But then it turned around and started coming back. And we looked at our financials that month ago. Boy, look at we could actually lose money with this thing. You never thinking that owning a business you could lose money. I've never really been in a situation where I thought I was losing money. Uh, but man, since we turned it around, changed the things we had to change, you started seeing it come back and boom, 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 boom. And all of a sudden I woke up one day and uh, we're looking at a set of financials where we're actually at like 96, 97% occupied. And I've looked at, you know, some other deals that I'm in that other people operate, and they're all in basically the same place, 96, 97% occupied. One of them was almost 100% occupied. I think it was 99, 98%. And I thought to myself, man, this is amazing. If people would work this hard in their business when times are good, then there'd be unlimited wealth for these people that work this hard. Now, what about the other 5%? I saw some devastations. I know of at least two apartment complexes right now where they're trying to sell to get out from underneath the situation they're in. I think it might even be three. In those situations, um, the operations of the property just didn't make it. And they didn't follow what everybody else was doing or they had set it up wrong in the beginning. And a lot of times you can set a business up wrong and make it survive and still even make some money with it. But when tough times come, boy, that's when it, that's when you find out. There's an old saying, when the harbor is full, all boats float. But when the, bar, when the harbor goes down and the depth of the possibilities go away, then you see and are exposed to the weaknesses of the way you live your life and run your business. And there are people out there that own these businesses that are just devastated. Now, 
I'm not talking about the ones, by the way, where the government just forced shutdown. That's I'm, That doesn't fall into this category. That falls into another one of these points it makes down the line here on the list, which is uh, never underestimate the fact that everything could change at a moment's notice. I mean, that's something we all found out. There, the world changed in about 30 days. That's all it took. In 30 days, went from the greatest economy of all times to de- total devastation, wiped out everything, everybody. Uh, so when I look at number one here, difficult times show us real people and real faces and real places. You do in many other ways. You can look at the bad stuff. You can look at all the riots and stuff that went on for a while. Uh, people are just so at edge. I saw it shopping the day at Christmas. People are trying, you know, road rage was out of this world. So when times get tough, you see good people come to the rescue and bad people create mischief. Uh, lesson number two, self-care is a priority, not a privilege. Uh, this is an important one. You have to take care of yourself, right? And, um, I was talking to my daughter about this the other day and I said, how do you get the time to work out all the time? And she says, well, I just do it five o'clock in the morning. And she talked about a book called Think and Grow Rich. Actually, I think it's No Richest Man in Babylon. And one of the points in Richest Man in Babylon is pay yourself first. So if you're going to save money, when you get a paycheck, you save, take out the savings first and then live off the rest. You don't live on the money and if there's any left over, save it. You save first. Well, she said, I take that same approach to my life here in working out and I work out first. So no matter what happens in the rest of the day, myself is taken care of first. And like it says right here, it's interesting they brought up self-care is a priority. Now, not a privilege. You've got to make it happen. I'm going to go one step further with this one. Something I've tried to teach for 30 years is that you have to take care of yourself for other people. You know, they talk about the masking. Do you wear the mask for you? Do you wear the mask for other people? Uh, You need to wear the mask for you, not for other people. Why you? Because you, if you get sick, become a burden to everybody else. And being healthy and being fit is another thing than being healthy. But being healthy is a responsibility to yourself. You get on an airplane, they tell you, If there is a problem and the oxygen mask drop down, put your mask on first and then put it on your child or a disabled person. Because if you're dead, you're not a help to anybody. You're not going to be able to. So I look at people and you're talking about tough times financially for some people and they want so badly to give their kids Christmas presents so their kids have a normal Christmas. Whereas they're starving. There's no money for food. There's no savings. There's no investments. And so you think back to this years past, one, two, five, 10, 20 years past, you think about all of the money you wasted on kids' presents. I mean, I'd look at this, you come in and the Christmas tree is piled with garbage. And I mean, it's garbage. You get gifts, 
and you give gifts that are useless to somebody. That's why I've gone to the list. The list is tell me exactly what you want, that I'll decide if what you want is even a normal person's logical gift or not, and I'll give that gift. But there's no just going out and saying, let's just buy anything we can buy just to have more presents to give. That's the biggest waste of all time. But who are you hurting by doing that? You're hurting everybody else that you know by becoming a financial burden at some point in your life. By not having a savings account, by not having an investments to fall back on, when times get tough, you're waiting for the check from the government. Right now, everything that's going on out there is people waiting for the check from the government. Now, I understand many people lost their jobs directly because of what the government did. I get that. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying there are other people that lost their jobs and didn't work and are not starving to death. Why? Because back when you were giving your kid 27 Christmas presents, 14 birthday presents, they only gave their kids 15 Christmas presents and five birthday presents. They cut back on their consumption and hence created, you know, a, a situation where they're not in trouble. Now, back to this fitness is a priority not a privilege. I don't get what the not a privilege is. It's a priority that you have to make it a priority. If you don't make fitness a priority. So I found it very difficult at my age to make it the same priority it was when I was young. I had to rearrange it to make it make sense. So when we come back, we're going to talk about how you put that into your life. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. 
Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. As we went to break today, we today we've been talking about uh, the life's lessons we learned from the year 2020. And we've covered a couple of them already. We'll come back to this here. We're going to get to uh, a couple more. I'm going to skip a couple of these because I just don't even have um, an understanding of what they're trying to say. But I like this one. Number five says, life spares no one. Boy, we found that out. You know, you find out this year that people are going to die. And, boy, that's a morbid conversation for almost anybody. But, you know, you found yourself saying, how many people do you know that died this year, whether it be normal situation or from COVID, either one? And then you start to realize that no one gets away from death. We're all dying as we are living, we are getting closer to death. And that brings the next one in line, I think, to be very important, which is number six. Time is a limited resource. Don't waste it. For people that things don't add value to your life, for people or things that don't add value to your life. So I see people that have two problems. There's two problems in this particular statement. The first one is people, and the second one is things. I'm going to take things first because that's the easiest. There are things in your life that you do that are complete waste. I know that I hate myself because I have email. I wish I could figure out how to get off of every email list that I'm on, get rid of all the people that contact me that don't have something specific for me to deal with. I spend hours just cleaning an email box out. There's nothing valuable in that to me. It could be eliminated down to just a few emails. Uh, I know people said, well, why don't you get yourself somebody to go through and edit your emails or you know, group them for you or eliminate the ones that are worthless or answer the easy ones. And I've just not been mentally able to get my arms around somebody else doing my emails or talking to people that want to talk to me for me. And so I haven't done it. But I know, even though I know I'm doing it wrong, I know I hate it. And it's there. Now, I'm saying there's going to be stuff in your life right now. If you sit down and think about it, there's just a waste. One of the big wastes in this world that my wife and I are going round and round about right now, she's saying we should get rid of our house. And the reason she's giving, well, one of the reasons she's giving, uh, is that there's so much to do here. I mean, this home is so large and the landscaping is so intricate that it takes maybe four or five different landscaping companies, pool company, landscaping company, additional landscapers, tree people, fountain people, uh, just to maintain this thing. And then you've got to pay for all that. And you also have to watch them when they come and let them in, let them out, and so on and so forth. It goes on and on and on. My dad told me this when I was a kid. He said, Del, it's not what it costs to buy something. It's what it costs to maintain it. And so we have, I think we have four cars, something like that, then some, some uh, sports vehicles and stuff. But that means you have to get four licenses every year instead of one. If I had only one car, you know, you have to take them in for maintenance on a regular basis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So now that eats up so many hours of your day. So you got your 
house eating up so many hours a day, your car's eating up so many hours a day. Um, go down the list. You get then you get to people, and there are people that will just eat up your time. And the point here is that not to have time with people. The point is not to have things. The point is don't waste it on people or things that don't add any value to your life. That's the important thing. And if you don't think it through, it, they will gobble you up. Now, I've been, I don't think the word is lucky. I think I was at a very early age. Uh, I've read a bunch of information that said, don't let people invade your space, you know, and you own your life and you own your time and you own your, your energy, do those valuable things with it. And I read a lot of books about that stuff and I've talked to, it over, talked to you about it over the last 30 years. So that isn't really one of my biggest problems, right? Got a lot of problems in life, but that isn't one of them. Uh, but a lot of other people have friends that just eat up their life with demands and, and timing and so forth and family that eats up their life with time and so forth. I'll give you an example of one that I was kind of happy about the other day. In the past, when the family came to town and there's 10, 20, 30 people, um, we, would, we would, the word is not fight, we would debate what we should do. And ultimately, if there's 10 people in the room and you're debating it, three like this, three like this, something else, and three like something completely different, that if you pick one to go do, somebody is going to be wasting time standing around doing something they don't want to do. And they're going to be irritated by it because you, it really is irritating. So I figured that out a year ago, two years ago, and started working on a way to get through it. And this year I just threw my arms up and said, wow, I hope you guys have fun. <laughs> Go do whatever you want to do. And everybody broke up and did what they wanted to do, and I went and did what I wanted to do. And, uh, you know, I picked some time to spend with my daughter. I picked some time to spend with uh, our son-in-law, my son-in-law. I picked some time to spend with the granddaughter, you know, and just a little bit of time here and there with each part of the family that was time spent conducive to positivity and mutually valuable. Now, that's my little microcosm of the, of the situation, but I think it's important. Number seven, be intentional with everything you do. Your future depends on it. Um, man, I, this could go on forever, but I was in a situation where I was gaining a lot of weight and I was starting to bulk back up again last year beginning of 2020, because I was getting ready to, to try to get into a senior's bodybuilding contest, uh, a master's, you know, for old guys. And all of a sudden COVID came out and they said, you know, if you catch COVID and you have stuff that's wrong with your body, um, you could die from it. And so I looked at my situation and I'm saying, hmm, after I had cancer, almost everything in my body doesn't work right. All the blood work you do, everything that should be low is high. Everything that should be high is low. And so I'm living on this situation where I take about 11 different prescriptions to stay alive a day, right? And yet here I am bulking up and I go from my wedding weight, July of 2000, uh, well, I guess it's 2020, 
Um, no, it would have to be 19. I've been married for a year already. So in July of 2019, I was down to 214. And I had just bulked up all the way back up to 255. And then I thought, Dale, you're insane. You're 64 years old. Why do you need to be training for bodybuilding? And I, then I, I got very specific, like to say things, you better, you better be very specific about what you're doing and, and have it in mind, intentional, what you want to do. And I thought to myself, man, I'm going to change my intention here. I, my intention is no longer to be big. My intention is to live one more year, five more years, 10 more years, whatever it is, I got to get my body weight down. So I went on a diet exercise program, changed my exercise program so I wouldn't build that much muscle. I dropped the weights I was lifting. I dropped the food. I was taking about 6,000 calories a day and I dropped it down to about 3,000 calories a day. Uh, I might even drop it less because I like to lose more weight. But the point I'm getting to is I changed directions in my intention. I was intended to grow from 214 to 255, and then I intended to get back down to the 214, which I'm not there yet, by the way. Um, but it was something I thought, man, there's a need for intentional change. Another thing was uh, a couple years ago, I think it was about three, four years ago, I decided that I got to stop working in my businesses. And really, I buy businesses to where I don't have to do very much. But three or four years from then, I started saying, you know what, I'm going to buy businesses. I don't have to do anything. And I started looking for businesses to buy that I didn't have to be on the org chart, that there was no, no ever reason for me to walk in the door. And, man, talk about change your life. That was an intentional change in the types of things that I did in life, in the types of businesses I was willing to buy. And I passed up lots of opportunities for really good business opportunities because they didn't fit that goal. So I think being intentional in life is very, very important for whatever it is. Intentional on your health, intentional on your finances, intentional on your job, and yes, even intentional on your relationships. Um, I find that to have the relationships that I would prefer to have, I have to think it through. I have to literally have an intention on how I want the relationship to work. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. 
That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at hero.co. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're talking about the 50 ideas, uh, 50 different lessons we learned in 2020. And we've gone through maybe five or six of them so far, so we're not going to get through all 50 in any way, shape, or form. But one of them I like in here is I learned what was going to be important or what will be important in a pandemic. Well, let's take this one step further. A pandemic, a world war, a civil war, all of these types of things may and could occur. And the pandemic just made light of that, what could happen if the world just gets shut down. But you have to think about this. What happens if? Some terrorist gets in here and figures out how to turn off all the electricity. Do you have a generator for your house? I do, right? But the one that really got me this year, guys, and I have no idea how this really works, to be honest with you, is that there were no guns left on the shelves. Right after the pandemic came and there was those riots in the streets, you couldn't buy a gun. You couldn't buy one at the stores. The stores were out of them. Every gun. I would, of course, I don't work. So I'm always interested in what's going on. So I go around and watch things. And I'm a bit of a gun enthusiast. So I go to the go in and look at guns every once in a while just to see new ones or whatever. But I went in to get some ammo or something. There was no ammo on the shelves. I went in to see this and... There were people in lines wrapped all the way around the store trying to buy guns that there were no guns left. And people were buying whatever kind of gun they could buy. And not every gun is a good self-defense gun. I guarantee you that. And uh, I saw people buying guns that had no reason to own a gun. I saw a lady pick up a gun and pointed it at herself in the face by looking down the barrel to see what it looked like in the barrel. I mean, just insane stuff. I went to the to the gun ranges to practice, and the, there was lines, people trying, they've never shot guns before, were in there, trying to learn. And, you know, m- most of them had like a family member, somebody trying to help them, or a friend that's trying to help them learn how to, and, but what you basically have is you have a lot of rookies teaching rookies how to own a gun, how to use a gun. 
Most of them don't know the safety precautions necessary to be safe with a gun, but they all want a gun. Now, there's so many people, and I'll tell you, if you look at the nationalities and you you know the race, the the creed, the color, the financial abilities of these people, they were all over the place. This was not just a bunch of rich white guys buying guns. I'm telling you, every nationality in the world, I saw them in there, man. Every country, every nationality, every race, every color, everybody was in there buying guns and ammo until they ran out. And so then you had to go to the Internet. And I very quickly bought up a bunch of rounds on the Internet before they started disappearing off the Internet. But then the Internet ammo even disappeared. So it was like, wow, that's important. So you think about it. What went away first? People first went in and took all the toilet paper out of the grocery store. Think about that. That was 99% of the people out there's priority. I'm going to go get toilet paper. So what I'm, what I'm saying to you is, have you ever really thought through what would happen to you if there was some kind of disaster? Do you have anything to eat if they shut down the grocery stores? I mean, it, it's insane. I literally, literally decided to buy grocery stores. <laughs> buy my own grocery stores. Not because I'm going to go eat all the food myself, but because of the one thing that they left open during the pandemic. They became essential services. Well, food is essential. What happens if they shut food down? What are you going to do? Now... I'm not one of those guys that got stuff, you know, packed away somewhere uh, in a cabin or dug in the backyard and, you know, 20 years of food and 20 years of ammunition, 20 years of medical supplies. All I, I don't have all that stuff. I'm just saying to you, this year showed me something. It showed me how unprepared we are as individuals to survive a devastation of any kind. Right? And so I think you should think about that. And I'm going to tell you which way to go. Um, one of the things is that when people realized Joe Biden was going to get elected and Joe Biden was going to take uh, Beto O'Rourke from Texas, El Paso, Texas, uh, who absolutely has designs on eliminating all guns. I mean, this guy is a wacko. And they, he said he was going to put him in charge of, you know, guns. Everybody I know bought 10 more. <laughs> and they're hiding them. They're burying them. They're hiding them. But the real question is, what if the government comes door to door to actually try to collect those guns? And I heard people saying, well, I'm going to fight them. And I'm thinking to myself, you're going to fight with a semi-automatic rifle or pistol, 20 or 30 SWAT guys that are covered in, in um, protection, bulletproof vests and so forth who have automatic rifles. It doesn't seem too logical, right? So I don't know what that means. I think what it means is if we're going to keep people from taking our guns and taking away our protection, we better do it at the ballot boxes. We better eliminate these guys. Or once they have your guns, that's the first thing they do in every country they take over. They take away your guns. Um, that's it. So a lot of things, you know, what did 2020 teach me? 2020 taught me that we may not be prepared for the kind of stuff that's going on. I just saw another ad. Somebody sent me an ad uh, that Trump was robbed of the election. I mean, there was an hour and a half of proof, 
and I'm saying proof, and I put quotations around marks around it, you know, air quotes, saying proof that he had been robbed of the presidency. So what does that lead to? We just I just heard an ad on the radio just a second ago while I went to break that they're saying we have an army of Trumpites. What is that going to lead to? I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just saying one of the things I learned in 2020 is that we're not really prepared for the craziness that could actually occur. And if you look at it, you think about it for just a second, the last one is things aren't always what they seem to be. And that's truly the scary part of what I lost, what I learned in 2020. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.